think I would have been a totally different mom had I done what I'm doing now when my boys were younger and toddler age, because I was just drowning. It was just so overwhelming. And you get to a point where you're like, I don't want to live like this anymore. Yeah. This sucks, <laughs> frankly. Yeah. And I knew there was more to life than living the way that I was. So I needed change. The Lord's gotcha. Like, yeah. he's going to carry you through this and he's going to put people in your path to help you manage it and give you tools to live your life with joy and fulfill those dreams and the things that you need to do as a person. Today is episode number 49, part two. Discovering Harmony Within, Annie's journey to finding what makes her soul sing. Join us as we hear from a remarkable former client as she candidly shares her transformational path to fulfillment, from battling anxiety to conquering financial challenges and nurturing self-care. Annie's story is a testament to resilience, growth, and the unending quest to find what truly makes her soul sing. Join us as we glean insights from Annie's inspiring journey and uncover the invaluable lessons she's learned along the way. I'm Kendra Nielsen. Welcome to Fulfillment Therapy, where you will improve your relationship with yourself, your loved ones, and with God. You'll find healing, wellness, crucial mindset shifts, and self-development help. I'm a licensed therapist, personal trainer, and coach. In this podcast, you'll learn the skills and confidence needed to transform your life from merely surviving to living a fulfilling, flourishing life. You can't reach your God-given potential and become who you were meant to become by remaining where you are. If you're ready, we'll create an ignited life you can't wait to wake up to. And yes, it's possible. It's your time to shine, my friend. I think I shared this quote before. Let me see if I can remember it. She didn't know the weight until she had felt the freedom. Hmm, I think that's by Nathaniel Hawthorne. It's from The Scarlet Letter. I think about that, honestly, as a young mother. Now that I'm an older mother, I don't know, older, but (laughs) I don't have little babies anymore. (laughs) I suddenly realize like how free I feel now that that weight is gone. And it's the same thing for us. Like Joel actually just barely a week ago finished paying off his student loans so exciting I know like so he got into this program where if he worked for so long they would forgive his loans and I had paid mine off and so very similar situation where it had been so stressful for so long but then once the weight was off you're like yeah like this didn't realize (laughs) so there really is freedom in working through things finding the answers Totally. And with that weight gone, there's so much joy that can be replaced. Absolutely. And it's just like, oh, I can be happy now. (laughs) I have permission. (laughs) Yeah. And you can put that energy in other things, whether that's helping people, but carefully, not that you're just now putting all this energy into another person and not taking care of yourself, but really going up that pyramid and finding more fulfillment by, well, in a lot of different ways. I'm yeah. actually curious. I know this is not a specific question mm-hmm. I asked, but 
You mentioned your non-negotiables, but what about other passions? You talked about you guys have done retreats. Is there a a talent that you've discovered or um, some sort of specific passion or sport or activity that you've done that you've been able to nurture more as you've had more clarity? Oh, yeah. Um, So nutrition. So I've always been really passionate about nutrition. And my degree from Utah State was exercise science with a minor in nutrition. But I always knew that I wanted to go back to school. Yeah. And really focus on nutrition. And so so I did. I so that. in December of 2022, I went back and did a certification for holistic nutrition. Mm-hmm. So it took six months and then I got my degree, or not my degree, but my certification in June. Yeah, And it's been wonderful because I feel like I'm finally doing those dreams that I have had all growing up as a, as a kid. Yeah, I would go to the library when I was like eight or nine and I would get out books on nutrition. And cookbooks and like herbs and spices and the body and anatomy. I would just, I loved it. That is amazing. I was just enthralled with it. Fulfilling that dream, that passion that I didn't really feel like I had time for Uh previously. Probably because I was just a working mom and I felt like, not a working mom, but a a working mom from home. (laughs) You very much are a working mom. I wasn't getting paid for anything, but I was still working. Absolutely. (laughs) I think because of the age of my boys now, my youngest is eight, my oldest is 18. Because of their ages, it has alleviated or freed up some time for me to be able to devote to the passions. Yeah. And the things that were like unmet dreams that I knew that were still kind of on the shelf waiting for me, Mm -hmm. but I didn't have that time. So now I did. Now I do. <laughs> How do you feel about the timing? Are you glad it worked out the way that it did? Or is that something that you feel like you would have, if you were to go back and do it again, you would have done earlier? Like how- um, Good question. I feel like, well, when I, I had been looking for a program for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember the thought, it's never going to be easy to go back to school. Mm-hmm. It just never will. There's never going to be a great time to do it. So do it now. And so I did and I don't regret it. And I don't feel like the timing was bad. I just feel like I felt an urgency to do it and answering the question, is there going to be a great time to do this? No. Mm -hmm. So just do it. I agree with that. I'm trying to remember the quote. I don't exactly remember, but if it's, if it's important to you, you'll find a way. If not, you'll find an excuse. Exactly. Yeah, it, you're right. It's always going to be hard. Like my husband wanted me to put off grad school and I can understand that having young kids and things. But I, I kept telling him, I was like, from what every parent has told me, life accelerates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Looking back, it was all hard in different ways. Yeah. And my kids are now going a million directions. So it wouldn't have necessarily been easier. Right. There will never be an easy time. Right. Maybe when I'm dead. <laughs> I'm not even sure about then that. Then you'll have all the time in the world. You'll have eternity. <laughs> no, don't put off the dream until you're dead. The then you're missing out on all the joy. Right. Absolutely. Because really, you cannot have joy unless you're in your body. Exactly. At least from what I understand, doctrinally. Yeah. So you can't wait for those dreams to happen when you're dead. <laughs> so do them <Yeah>. now. <laughs> so disregard that. That is not true. But yeah. it was funny. <laughs> Thank you. It was a good laugh. <laughs> So Annie, a little bit ago, you mentioned anxiety. Do you mind sharing with some of the listeners? Because that's a big topic that comes up in counseling and with all of my clients. And I know that's something that's been big for you on your journey. 
Do you have any insights through that or any background you want to give that that would be helpful for listeners (laughs) that you would want to share with us today? Yeah, I have struggled with anxiety my whole life. When I was young, I would get stomach aches all the time. I was nervous all the time. I was worried all the time. Going anywhere new, it's really hard for me. Going to the dentist's office was especially hard or going to a doctor's appointment. I didn't really know what it was. I just knew that I was a worrier. Yeah. And my mom is, and so is her mom, and so is her mom. So it's definitely a generational thing that I have watched my entire life. Yeah. And I remember thinking when I was like in my 20s, I'm going to break the cycle. I'm going to stop doing this. But I never knew how. I never knew the tools to, to do it. And I could kind of get along through my life. And, you know, everyone experiences anxiety, some more than others, obviously. Yeah. And so I could limp along just fine. And I did until I was diagnosed with thyroid cancer in 2012. And then that's when the ship hit the sand (laughs) and I was completely incapacitated. I just, I could not function. I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't even, I couldn't do day-to-day tasks because I was so afraid of dying. I was 33. My oldest was seven. And then I had a five-year-old and a three-year-old and it was just devastating. And even though the doctors told me you will more likely get in a car crash and die rather than dying from thyroid cancer. Like that's how minimal it is. Yeah. Um, but to me it was so huge. And like, I obviously, since I had talked about nutrition and exercise and health, I'm passionate about being healthy. And so I thought, here I am doing everything I can to be healthy. And now I have cancer. Like how, how is this so? How can this be? And so for the next 10 years, 2012 to 2022, I struggled immensely with anxiety. And I had three different therapists. Knowing my triggers, knowing what I could do to bring joy into my life. All of those things were steps that I needed to take in order to feel like I could have fulfillment again in my life and I could make progress. I think it was from one of your podcasts, from one of your earlier ones that you talked about when you are feeling depressed, when you are feeling super anxious or overwhelmed, it's all because you're not progressing. And I felt stuck. I felt like I was in this vicious cycle of anxiety my whole life. And then having the thyroid cancer diagnosis was just like, times a thousand. And so for 10 years, I just struggled, even though like I had a baby in that mix and we, we moved and things were going well and my life was still, you know, progressing. I felt emotionally, I wasn't progressing, but having the tools that I do now of knowing what I need as an individual, knowing that I need that quiet time, the prayer with heavenly father and being able to just feel really connected with him using my body. It's almost like I'm proving to myself I'm healthy. I just ran three miles. (laughs) There's no way I can be sick. (laughs) I've got this. Yeah. So it's like, I was trying to prove to my scared little mind that you're not dying. You just had this little issue. Maybe it was a big issue (laughs) and you're okay. And you're going to be all right. And you're going to be fine. And the the Lord's gotcha. Like, yeah. He's going to carry you through this and he's going to put people in your path to help you manage it and give you tools to 
live your life with joy and fulfill those dreams and the things that you need to do as a person. I really love that, that you speak to that, because I think a lot of people, that will resonate with them. And I think that we're all, and we've talked about this before, but we're all blessed and almost cursed for different <laughs> strengths and weaknesses. Totally. You talked about like that generational thing with families. Maybe that is something for so many generations that's been a struggle and you're changing that pattern that and that trajectory for you guys. And it's almost like it reminds me of what people say about addictions or any other types of things. Like maybe we are more inclined, some people, to have certain weaknesses, yeah. whether that's stubbornness or selfishness mm -hmm. or whatever that might be, worry. And you are learning to change that and thrive despite things that have been with you since you were very young. Will that ever go away? A desire for alcohol, say for an alcoholic? Mm -hmm. Maybe not. And yet... You are managing it and able to thrive and become so much more than you ever could have become had you stayed in that space. I totally see that in my life. And I'm so grateful and very humbled that there were people there to save me and to like put me on a, a higher ground and a, a different path. Because yeah. I did feel like I was ruminating. It was just like a con continuous downward spiral. Yeah. And it was like I was living on a house of cards where any trigger would set it off and my whole stability would crash. I couldn't function for a couple of days until I could get my head back in yeah. into normal living and be like, okay, I'm going to be okay. I think. <laughs> and so, yeah, just having that stability restored. Mm -hmm. And like you said, it's not ever going to go away. Mm -hmm. I will still always struggle with anxiety, just like every normal human being on this planet mm -hmm. at one time in their life. But, it's knowing what to do with it when you have it and recognizing when it comes. Right. And then we talked about that a lot, like different tools or recognizing those lies or those thinking errors, those cognitive distortions and stopping them in their track. Just before we started the audio, we talked about that. Like mm -hmm. it, no matter who too. it is, like I was <laughs> yeah. talking about mine, like I was feeling it in my chest first and I don't experience it a lot, but whenever we're going on trips or we're about to go camping and just feeling that intensity, so that self-care. So mine mm -hmm. is like, is going on a walk, strangely enough, going outside too. But I guess that's not strange. That's a really normal thing. <laughs> it's a do. very wonderful thing. <laughs> Yeah. Everyone should do it. I highly yeah. recommend it. <laughs> but anyway, the whole point of that is just we all have our moments and using the tools that we have or that we've learned to keep from spiraling and instead moving up that ladder, becoming more of an owner. Like, okay, I am struggling right now. I'm experiencing this anxiety, this anxiousness, this overwhelm. Well, what can I do about that? I remember years and years ago, I, I listened to Jody Moore, yeah. uh, Better Than Happy podcast yeah. for a while. I don't so much anymore. But she said something that was really pivotal for me. She said, sit with it. Just whatever feeling you're having, don't be so anxious to get rid of it and move on. Recognize those feelings that you're having, where they are coming from and try and figure out, well, where in my body is this? Yeah. Am I feeling tight in my chest? Do I feel a pit in my stomach? Are my hands sweaty? Is my head dizzy? Consciously stop what you're doing. Think about it. Sit with it. Don't judge yourself. Yeah. Like, just be really open and honest and straightforward. And, okay, I'm feeling this way. Why am I feeling this way? Absolutely. And then write it down. Like, I'm a huge journaler. I've been a journaler since I was really little. Since I could talk and write and, oh, and read. That. So it's, yeah, write it in your journal. Mm -hmm. And 
just get it out, get it out of your head and onto paper so you can kind of process those negative feelings and those yeah. uh, downward spiral things. That's something that I've spoken to a lot about lately is you didn't say these words, this awareness, this validating your own feelings, having that curiosity and that self-compassion instead of this judgment and this shame. Yeah. Once you're in that space, then healing comes naturally. It's not like, right. Don't beat yourself up over it. Exactly. This is a natural part of the human experience. It's okay. You, we're going to work through this. You can sit in this yes. space for a little bit. And as you're ready and as you process things, as you give yourself a minute or a day or whatever you yeah. need, then utilize your tools. Do what yeah. you need to do. Yeah. Have mercy on yourself. I like that. <laughs> yes, definitely. Give yourself some mercy here. Whatever you've had to deal with or whatever that God has given you, embrace it and I love that. be okay with it and give yourself some mercy and then move forward. That's wonderful advice. I love that. That mercy is good wording to use, I think. Well, we're at time for now. Is there anything else that you feel like you didn't get to say or you'd like to share about your story or insights that you've had that you think would help our listeners that you want to speak to before we end today? Um... I guess just in final thoughts, I really feel like God has given us all very specific talents and very specific strengths, and they are to be used to bless others. And that's why we're here, is to just be a light, be a guide, be someone that can help others know that they're important. And when we're able to use tools and understand our mental health and and how to navigate it, how to process all of those things, then we can free up space in our mind and our hearts to be able to serve and to love and to, to use those talents. Because like we said at the beginning, being fulfilled is using those talents, at least in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> in my opinion, feeling fulfilled is using those talents to bless others Yeah. and pursuing those dreams and those goals. And ultimately, like my dream of being a nutritionist, not only do I love it, but I'm able to bless other people and help other people yeah. through nutrition and um, and make their bodies better and feel good and feel like what we're putting into our bodies is making a huge difference in the way that we are. And consequently, when we feel good, the spirit is able to be with us. Our bodies are uh, more susceptible to receiving revelation and receiving that spirit yeah. because we're following the laws of the divine body that we've been given. So we're able to really just make a full circle of body and soul all together and abide by those laws and rules. So I think that's, yeah, just pursue, pursue your goals and your dreams, know your strengths, know what you need, know what makes your soul sing. And be able to do those every day and take time for yourself. If you're a young mom right now, find a way to carve out time for you. Yeah. Don't don't run yourself ragged because your children need you mm-hmm. and they want you. Yeah. And they want the best you. They don't want the sassy, run down, <laughs> running on fumes, mean, ornery <laughs> yeah. woman. <laughs> Give them your best you by taking time for yourself mm-hmm. and really filling your own bucket. Oh, such good advice. So many things that you just said in there, I can't speak to all of them, but brought so many visuals to mind. It And essentially it feels like the biggest thing that you're saying is as you focused on yourself 
and almost like putting on that oxygen mask on your face. <laughs> yeah. That you were finally able to give more of yourself in a way you didn't expect by giving to yourself. You were able to give more to others and you were able to reach your higher potential. And it wasn't overnight. It took a while. Years. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Years. But you started the process and the amount of growth that's happened in that span since you've sought help and really focused on what you need to become your best self and practicing those non-negotiables that you talked about. All those things are just you sharing your story is so powerful. So I'm really grateful that you're willing to share that story and to come on to hear it because I know so many of our (laughs) listeners are struggling with these things. So thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. I'm honored. One last thing I just thought of while you were talking, and I'll probably get a little emotional about this, but I feel like it's really important. All along the way, I was really raw with God. And I think that's really important. A lot of times when we say prayer or when we speak to God, it's very routine and it, it's not fake, but it's so, you know, we say it in the same tone of voice. And, um, but I would encourage you as well as myself, because I know that this brings so much uh, revelation in my life and so much connect connectedness. Is that a word? Mm-hmm. <laughs> connectedness with God is being raw, be raw and real with God. Like mm-hmm. go to him and tell him exactly how you feel. And maybe if you don't know what you're feeling or you don't know what you love or don't know what brings you joy, ask him to tell you and he will. So I think that was huge and key that I don't think I've mentioned before, but just be raw with God and be real with him and let him guide you. Because I know the different things that I've done in my life and the things, the people that have come into my life have been a direct result of the prayers that I prayed, asking for help and yeah. asking for relief yeah. and tools and the way out of the vicious cycle of anxiety and worry that I was in. Yeah. So be real, be real with God and really make that part of your day that you can set aside that time to, to connect with him and be real with him. That's really powerful. I'm glad you spoke to that too. It's almost like being willing to be messy with him, comparing it to like an earthly relationship. Not everyone's close to their parents, but imagine the most loving parent. You're going to want to share all the things with him, even when you're yeah. angry and sad and raging yeah. or crying. And you're you're going to want to have a conversation, no matter how messy it looks, because you need that comfort and that support from an earthly loving parent, even more so from a spiritual heavenly parent right yeah it's kind of like a good cry you know when you have a good cry you just feel so much better oh absolutely (laughs) so having a real conversation with god is like having a good cry like it just comes out and then you feel better it's not like you have all the answers right away when you get off your knees Mm -hmm. but you feel better yeah and he enables us over time like like you said it wasn't overnight for you and it took a lot of work and vulnerability and practice Mm -hmm. and it came. Yeah, it did. And I feel like the Lord multiplies it. Yeah, exactly. Like, multiplies the joy, multiplies the opportunities. And again, that wording, I don't remember if I spoke to it last time, but you said it frees up space. So as you do those things, it just, that's the visual that it keeps coming to mind when you say that. Like, 
Yeah. He multiplies and it frees up that space for you to become so much more. And it's like you never reach your potential because you keep progressing and growing and there's so much more ahead. I agree. Totally. I love that. And we could keep going and going and going. But I think that's a I great talk to you forever. <laughs> yeah. Right. Ditto. I love talking to you. But we will stop there for now. Thank you again for coming on the show. And if you're open to it, maybe having you back at some point, whether it's about finances or something else that speaks to your soul. Actually, you did mention that you just did your holistic course on nutrition and that you are working in the field now. That would be another wonderful thing that I would love to have you on for. I'd be honored. Awesome. Wonderful. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. And we'll have you back soon. Awesome. Thanks, Kendra. Yeah. If this podcast has helped you gain the insights and skills needed to propel you towards transformation and joy, the number one way to help me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcast. Like you, I'm striving to become my higher self by helping others thrive. And I do that most effectively if you use your influence and give a review. Share this episode with a friend or share it on social media and let others know how it has helped you. I would be so very grateful and excited that we're creating positive ripples in so many lives. If you want to connect, you can find me on Fulfillment Therapy on Facebook and Instagram or go to fulfillmenttherapy.org. Thanks for listening and shine boldly and brightly, my friend.